What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Thermo Diet Podcast. My name is Christopher Walker. I'm here with Jason Miller. How's it going? And Breton. You could turn it into Brandon or something. Too. Breton Leisure. <laughs> Bernard. Bernard Leisure. <laughs> Works out well. How you guys doing this morning? Doing good. Bright and early morning. Yeah, feeling good. Yeah, cool. Well, I just kicked off that thermo thing, so. Yeah, well, that's what, you know, that's what this episode is going to be all about. So, Brenton's just beginning his thermo journey. Yes, indeed. And I'm like, maybe four or five days into it now. Um, and it's going really well. Like, I, I was noticing the other day, I think I was mentioning to Jayden, like, I was doing some pull-ups in the gym. And, like, yeah. I'm, I'm already feeling, like, different. Like, I'm able to get a couple more reps out. And I'm just like, whoa, all of a sudden I feel lighter. But it's just muscle building up and stuff. It's really good. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So that's what we're going to talk about today is just getting into uh, some of the details with Brenton on um, some of the stuff that, that he's experienced, some of the things that, that you could experience and likely will um, as you begin Thermo. Because, you know, usually we're talking about it from a place of like doing it for a long time, but a lot of people are new to Thermo and they have a lot of different questions. So what we're going to do is run through the questions and and uh, just have a good conversation here. Just so happens, this is also at the beginning of Thermo 30. Yeah. Yeah. In, sure. the, in the Facebook group right now, we got Thermo 30 rocking. Yeah. Uh, today's the second day. Mm -hmm. At the time of recording this, I don't know when it's going to come out, yeah. when you're going to be listening to it. But yeah. if you're not in the, in the Facebook group, then what are you doing? You know, join, right. the, join the Facebook group. This is the best group on Facebook. Get in the boat. Yeah. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of awesome people in there and um, you know we coordinate group thermo 30s together so it's a sense of community while, while you're doing it and uh, so far it's going great yeah it's been really helpful even for me just kind of seeing other people post up their meals or you know different ideas for how to stay thermo it's yeah. been really cool like i mean that was one thing that we've we've talked about already a lot is just you know it's not a hard diet to follow you know what i mean no. you're just swapping it out with like good ingredients and whatnot it's delicious yeah it's quite easy because yeah. it's yeah there's no restriction really involved it's just a more a matter of like focusing on certain good stuff yeah and then swap yeah swapping better quality food which ends up tasting better so therefore you start to like your palate starts to get adjusted to that that's what i've noticed too and is that all of a sudden you start craving these things yeah that like are a lot more healthy for you ex you know as opposed to fast food or whatever you know that we kind of fall into natural cravings of um, that's been a cool thing too. Yeah, one thing I found is, is especially with meat, like as I have gone through the last few years, of, like focusing on eating much higher quality meat. Yes. When you eat low quality meat, you're like, I can't even eat this. Dude. It, it just tastes disgusting. I forgot to get the grass fed for the first couple, and I was like, whoa, this is like, you feel like you're just tasting factory farming, right? Yeah. Whatever that tastes it like. It just tastes off. Yeah. Like, there's right? something wrong here. There's like some chemical. Yeah crap going on here and I yeah. just it's not fun and I switched over to grass-fed I'm like oh okay this is so much better yeah, yeah. grass-fed beef it's like candy yeah right? it's, it's, it's yeah. so damn good it's kind of like cardboard versus actual meat <laughs> exactly yeah, like that yeah. yeah 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 cardboard versus uh like a wagyu steak <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so all right so um what what would you say before you started doing thermo sure. in the last week uh, what would you say was like your biggest question or apprehension about it? Um, honestly, the biggest thing I was looking at was like, how the hell am I going to get this much protein in my diet? Because I was, you know, I would eat 
you know, I would, I would do a lot of fasting in the morning and stuff, and I'd have like maybe a steak or something at night, but I was getting maybe 10 to 20, you know, grams of protein in my diet in a day. And then I think with, when I was figuring out the macros for the thermo diet, it was like, and I'm blanking out, but 50 to 60, does that sound about right as far as uh, uh, the, No, the usually most, most people, like kind of like guys like our size, it'd be somewhere around 130 to 160. That's right, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. It's because I was thinking, I was thinking yeah. like, okay, 40 to 60, but then I was, yeah. and I was like, there's, I don't know how, I'm gonna be eating steak all day, like steak for breakfast, steak, you know, and then, yeah. but it was like with collagen and protein or um, bone broth, that was yeah. like the game changer. And I was exactly. like, okay, I can just mix that into anything. And it tastes great, like, because I do those thermo smoothies during the day, yeah. get a good, you know, amount of protein from that, and then at night you come, and that's where I felt the biggest difference in the gym. Like yeah. all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's where that strength's coming from. That's interesting. Yeah, because most people, so they, uh, I guess people that aren't like, aren't doing thermo, they typically fall into one side or the other yes. of, the, of the spectrum of like going in their daily protein intakes, usually pretty, it's either very low or very high. Sure. Uh, like, especially a lot of people, like just fitness oriented people uh, kind of buy into a bit of a myth around needing like a massive amount of protein sure uh but that one's interesting i've talked about it a lot before in other areas is just uh like in terms of the actual research on hormones when you eat when you over consume protein which in in this case tends to be it depends on on weight and everything but yeah. um tends to be like anywhere over that 160 level 170 for for a guy um the the it has a negative hormonal impact on the body because within a limited calorie range you're you're limiting uh, the two macronutrient groups carbs and fats which are actually have a more important impact on your on a healthy hormone profile sure uh, so uh, unless someone's just kind of like eating a lot which then they end up having issues with their hormones anyway because they're overeating too so right. um, yeah it's it's interesting like it's either low protein that people go for or they go for extremely high protein but the sweet spots right in the middle. That's that's one thing too. That is that like since talking to you guys, you know, I've, I've tried doing like the keto diet or you know those kind of like just cut out one macro really hard diets, and those are the most difficult diets to follow. You know what I mean? Some, yeah. For some reason, those become really popular, but like thermo becomes extremely easy when it's like, oh, it's just about balancing these three things as opposed yeah. to just like hard cutting one out. Well, I think those diets get popular because people think there's some sort of magic bullet, yeah. like a magic trick to being healthy and lean and it's easy, right? high it's, energy yeah. and that, yeah, they think it's, it's gotta be some sort of like, this has to be a secret. Right. It has to be some like radical thing that I've never done. But the funny thing is, is most people have never done anything balanced. So they don't, they, they don't, don't know. know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They don't know what it feels like to just approach it with a, a much uh, more of a lifestyle in mind. Right. For a lot of people, balance just becomes, oh, I'm going to eat out less or, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I think all that comes down to the fact that no one defines health which we've talked about before. Yes. And I think it's just like, if you have no reference point, nothing matters. Therefore, it's just this chaotic, like nebulous of thoughts and ideas just getting bombarded into people's heads. Like, this is the new diet that's gonna change your life. This is the new thing. You gotta do this radical thing. You gotta do this crazy thing. But if they have, and, that, and they're susceptible to it because they have no real definition of what health actually is for them. Sure. So that's what we're trying to do here too, is just define what health is being, you know, you're not deficient in any micronutrients or amino acids and anything like that. And you're hormonally balanced. So if you're looking at it through that lens, you start to realize like, oh, I can't cut out whole macronutrient groups. 
Yes. I can't go extremely low or extremely high in protein. I have to approach it with this more of a balanced mindset because I actually have a real goal now yes. that I'm shooting for. And I'm not going to let myself just kind of run to every whatever diet's coming up at the time. Yeah. And that's that's one thing. I mean, honestly, man, like just being around you guys has helped a lot. I mean, I started working here, I think, five months ago. And, you know, I, I wasn't I was probably more 80, 20 thermo, you know, coming into this before. But honestly, I, I lost like 25 to 30 pounds just to taking supplements, just incorporating some of the, the principles that you guys are talking about just by hanging around you. Yeah. And uh, and it's been really awesome. I'm looking forward to this Thermo 30 because of that. Yeah. So, to, OK, so recap to this point, yes, yeah. you've lost 25 to 30 pounds yep. doing Thermo. Yeah. And now you're pushing it into. And I'm like, let's, let's go 100 percent. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. see what it is. So like 80, like 20 Thermo. That's a good point because that's. Like I've said a few times already on the on the podcast, but I, I do want people to approach thermo with a healthy mindset, yes. which for a lot of people, it might be that sort of progression where like, say you start with 80-20 thermo and start making like the high leverage decisions. I, like I'm not gonna eat PUFAs. Um, I'm gonna start going for higher quality sources of my food, yeah. but I'm not also gonna worry about too much outside of like these big leverage things. And then just doing that, you lost 25, 30 pounds right. in the last few months. And then now going full thermo is is a lot easier yes. probably in your it, mind. Oh, it's so much easier. Yeah. And and it was the funny thing is, I mean, for years before that, I was you know going on these other kind of diets, trying to drop weight, and I got five pounds. You know, it was just like little things here and there where you're just dropping yeah. water weight. Um, and yeah, this kind of like transition in has been a really natural way to do it. You know, I I appreciate even the way that you guys kind of approach it, which is like, you don't have to blow up your life. You don't have to be that guy that stays at home only in me. You know what I mean? Like, there's still an appreciation for going out and having a social life, you know, going and participating in other things. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to ruin your life. Now you're married too, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. And so how has your wife kind of accepted this? Uh, it's It's been pretty cool. Like, I mean, she's kind of um, also getting a lot of these principles, even through us talking about things, you know, as we're going. You know, it just kind of naturally comes up as we're cooking and whatnot that I'll be like, oh, you know, the canola oil, we should probably throw that stuff out. Like that's, you know, and then kind of all the stuff is just kind of coming up and it's been it's been really cool. It's been another point that, you know, we can even talk about things and, and kind of grow. So it's been awesome. Nice. Yeah, cool. I've, been, I've been really enjoying it. Yeah, we've mm -hmm. noticed like in the thermo group on Facebook, there are actually quite a few couples in there. Oh, I believe yeah. it. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, there, it, which probably makes it easier in general at, at home, you know, it's just yeah. doing it together. Two meals or, yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been really cool. What about, uh, so you have a couple dogs too, right? Yeah. You just got a new dog. Yeah. We did just get a new dog. It's been, yeah. it's been cool. Like, honestly, like the, I don't know if for the thermo 30 thing, the 10,000 steps thing, uh -huh. my dogs have been loving that part. Oh because yeah. All sure. I, do is <laughs> I wake up before work, go take them for a walk. I'll do like a couple walks with Jayton during the day and then I'll come back and then do another walk with my wife with the dogs. And they're yeah. just like, they're going nuts about it now. Cool. And so, and it helps I get a little extra, you know, steps in. And that, that's another thing I'm trying to do. Like, you know, we try to aim for like the 10,000 steps or whatever. Um, I've been trying to aim for like maybe 12,000. So just in case that last one kind of falls off, you know, yeah. if something comes up, I always, I can yeah, still if you like build that. your daily pattern in a way that like maybe something, maybe it's pouring rain at night or something, right. you know, you can't hit that last walk. Mess up your whole day or. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Are your dogs thermo? Oh, we're working on it. We're getting them, we're getting them there. Actually, yeah, this, that's a whole nother. We could do a whole nother podcast on dog food. No, I've, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, I, I really want to eventually bring our product line into pets. And because pets are, like, completely underserved. Yes. In terms of good nutrition, good supplements. Yeah. Um, 
you see all the time headlines about this dog food or that dog food causes cancer in the dogs and yeah like just it's just shit food it's so what they can put in dog food is like they can put literally roadkill in and it's legal like they can put like uh like if if a farmer has all his crops or all his uh cows die out from some disease they can put that into dog food and it's fine it's completely legal messed up yeah right yeah or filled with poofas like have you ever seen a dog try and eat seeds or something like that they don't (laughs) that's true i was watching this funny it was hilarious. It was this viral video of like two golden retrievers sitting at a table. I think it had 19 million views or something. Right? <laughs> it course. was like they were just sitting at a table and they each had a plate in front of them. And uh, they like the person, it was funny because this person like made the little like the dog voice. And oh, yeah, they yeah. were like kind of talking back and forth and like it, having a little banter between the two of them. Okay. But the owner was filming it and was giving them different types of food. And it was really interesting <laughs> because like they, they st- would they start out with something that both of them are like kind of like, uh, all right, whatever. And then they get like a carrot, they get a strawberry and one of them doesn't like the strawberry, the other one does. And, and then you have, uh, uh, gives they, the owner gives them each a steak and they're just like going nuts. Right. Dude. And then, and then, uh, the owner gives them each a leaf of arugula and <laughs> they both just look at it. And it, then that's when it started getting really funny. Cause they're, they, I can't remember exactly what they said, but like the dogs were like saying, right. So like, I, I can't believe I you did this, Karen. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was funny because they're just like, yeah, we're not gonna eat that. Right. Like they didn't care at all, and they're just trying to get it out of their way. Right. Yeah. For, like, where's the steak? Like, bring us more steak. Right. Give us what we actually want. Yeah. Yeah. We try to do that. We do like a, a raw patty or something that we'll just have like raw beef in it, and they go. N- it's a noticeable difference. They yeah. go nuts for that stuff. I mean, they're way healthier if they're eating meat. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's it's like the whole vegan cats conversation, right? Like, yeah. it's just it's not healthy to feed. A, it's just not the way they are. Like, no. you, you can't fight the nature of that animal. Right. And it's the same with us. Right. We try to impose these like weird human ideas onto them, and yeah, it doesn't work like that. They get sick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, cool. So, um, you've felt you know more energy. Yes. Especially since the in the last week going full thermo. Yes. Uh, yeah. Feeling in the More gym. energy in the gym. Sleeping better. Sleeping better. Yeah, I'm noticing I just drop right out and fall asleep. Um, that's been really good, especially when I started doing the thermal bowls a little earlier. Um, I know we had talked about yeah. that a little bit, like trying to make sure that you do get that earlier because otherwise you're, is it you're digesting during the night or what's what's going on there? Oh, uh, there's something going on. I mean, it was something like Zach and I first noticed when we were experimenting with thermal bowls, come up with the concept. Like we would, the, the first time we were trying it, we were eating it at night. It's okay. probably, probably eight o'clock maybe somewhere around there sure. we would eat it and then we you know especially when you're just going really full thermo you you notice how, how you warm up like your body is warm yeah so you start to almost sweat or you do sweat and then it was like kicking in an hour later or so where we'd have so much energy yeah that couldn't even fall asleep <laughs> so we we're like oh we should probably start like moving this up to maybe like five or six p.m yeah uh if we're gonna eat the thermal bowl at night uh just basically for that reason that's been it the seems, spot. yeah because because then it gives you time to kind of wind down yeah um it yeah. does for some reason it just kicks in and you have like a massive amount of energy and you're laying in there in bed going you're like <laughs> whoa yeah spinning. so another yeah. thing is like protein's really hard to digest too so your body's going to be more focused on trying to digest that protein than actually trying to relax okay what's interesting is like relaxation is actually a very energetically demanding thing Sure. Um, that's why a lot of people with like hypothyroidism, their mind never shuts off. And that's a lot of th- 
a lot of the time they have problems like falling asleep and stuff like that is because they're energy deficient in the brain and it doesn't have that energy it needs to actually relax, calm down hmm. and get into a, like a sedative state. Is that is it like a uh, also like a central nervous system thing or like mm -hmm. the, that it it's takes probably energy? Probably a lack to, of GABA. Yeah. GABA. Okay. And yeah. then they're also mineral deficient in a lot of cases too, so they don't yeah. have enough salt. Okay. They don't have enough magnesium. So your body's like, like trying to patch the boat up, but it's you know tr also trying to sleep at the same time. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I was one thing I was going to ask you guys because you guys obviously been doing this, doing this for a while. Uh, do you got any tips on the thermobowls? Because like you know it it starts to get. I'll say a little bit repetitive when I'm doing it over and over again, but I know that you guys have had some tips in the past. Yeah, I mean, you could basically do variations of any type of, like if you just look at it more of a framework than a, like the same type of thing over and over, like if you took a starch as the base. Sure. A starchy carb, so say it was, it could be potatoes, it could be sweet potatoes, it's a bunch of different types of potatoes, there's different ways to cook the potatoes. Sure. And then uh, you could have, you know, white rice, or bone broth rice, Okay. Uh, you could do sourdough bread, like get a good organic sourdough and, and kind of that wouldn't even necessarily be a bowl, but like maybe you take that and make some sliders. Okay. Yeah. I know Zach says different. he's done stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that sounds good. The bone broth rice. I haven't even thought of that. That'd be great. Get yeah. The bone, bone broth rice is awesome. That's one of the simplest recipes to make. All you do is just boil water, mix in scoop of the umzu total bone broth. Okay. Let it turn into bone broth. Yeah. And then you dump the rice in there and then let it boil and simmer. Okay. It tastes incredible. I remember one person in the group, can't remember who it was specifically, but they were saying like their kid doesn't like to eat any sort of healthy food. Okay. And uh, then they made the bone broth rice and the, their kid loves it and yeah. just like won't say like Yeah. Butter, bone broth, and salt. That's yeah. like all right. it was. Um, what I typically do is like I'll have, I've been separating like my meat from my main like starchy carb. Okay. So I'll do like um, a big bowl of rice or potatoes and then I'll put like bone broth with an extra scoop of gelatin and salt. And then what I'll do is I'll, uh, whenever I'm cooking the meat, I'll separate the egg yolk and the egg white. And so I'll put the egg yolk in there with the potatoes or something. Mm -hmm. And it is delicious just having that egg yolk in there. Yeah. And then I'll toss the egg whites in with the meat and it gives like the meat a really good texture too. So I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Typically, I can see that it's really good. That's what I was saying. Like, I, yeah. if you if you just like roast a bowl of potatoes, put it there, a little lemon juice or something, salt, and then just cook a bunch of eggs over or over easier sunny side up, sunny side up. So if it has if the yeah the yolk's not broken yet, okay. So it's runny or it's still available to be runny, and then you break it over top of all the dude the that, potatoes. Oh man. That day that money. you told me I went back and tried that, I think the first thing I said was like, oh, this is a game changer. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's like yeah, right? completely delicious. It's everything Sweet. that I'm craving. Yeah, some sort of spice in there, like hot sauce or whatever, make it a little spicy. Yeah, mm. what's your, yeah. your go-to hot sauce? Um, well, certain srirachas, you can get thermal ones. Yeah. I, I like sriracha a lot. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, that's my go-to as well. Yeah, also there's a really good ghost pepper barbecue mm. sauce at Trader Joe's. Okay. Thermo. Check that out. Yeah, I like the uh, the chili sauce. That's pretty good. Chili, like, yeah. some like green uh, chili Thai or? chili sauce. Yeah, like yeah. So it's like yeah. the same one that makes the sriracha sauce, except it's chili sauce. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. That would be good. I'd be yeah. into that. Someone in the group made a good chili sauce. Was it? I don't remember who it was. Aaron or somebody. I don't know. It might have been Aaron. Uh, basically, took uh, to equal parts sriracha and maple syrup. Okay. 
combine mm. it together. That could be real good. He did make those rice paper rolls, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was really the sauce he might have been dipping it in. Okay. Yeah, those rice rolls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know I saw that pizza the other day. That looked really good. The rice-based pizza. Yeah. Dude, that looks yeah. solid. Yeah, people in the Thermo Group are creative. They, they're making some really cool stuff. Right. That's, I'm all, that's all I'm doing. I'm just, like, browsing that thing the whole time. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get uh, get y'all's recipes in Thermo Chef cookbook. There we go. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's the other thing I've been peeking at a lot. That's yeah. got some great recipes in it. Cool. I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. It'll be it's out soon good. enough. There we go. It's yeah. coming. Teased. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. And it, Okay, so what are you looking forward to the most over Thermo 30? Um, really, you know, I'd, I'd like to drop a little bit more weight uh, Think I'm still carrying around some of the the, the drinking weight for a while. For a while, <laughs> so I would just kind of want to like say goodbye to that, you know, get to a good healthy level. Um, but otherwise, you know, I like. I, I think you talked about this a lot in the Thor program, but like this idea of getting into the gym and you kind of mastering the equipment, like that, that's become a lot more apparent to me. Just getting the protein into me, because then it almost like starts to be this gamification kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I am going to beat this thing or yeah. I am going to beat this machine. Which is a real goal for you to have yeah. when you get in there, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like this man versus machine concept. You know? Yeah. But that's that's been a, a, one of the biggest things, like the, the weight dropping, and I'd love to, to kind of build up a little bit more in the gym. But honestly, man, it's just like clear-headed in the morning, being able to, you know, sustain long conversations without losing a, you know, focus or anything like that. That's It's helping every part of, you know, my life it's it's been really cool cool yeah awesome i bet your wife likes that you pay attention to her probably a little bit oh too, absolutely right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> no she wants me to shut up i come home and i keep talking and she's like ah i gotta try to relax here <laughs> yeah no it's been good <laughs> my dogs like it either way <laughs> heck yeah yep but so what are uh some of the biggest tips that you've used for thermo um so a lot of it's been like you know, um, trying to space out things, trying to, instead of just like drop it all at once, um, kind of like when I was talking about the 10,000 steps thing, right? Like find how, how can I benefit each part of my life through this? Like, you know, my dogs need more exercising. Okay, cool, this works out nicely because I can get 5,000 steps with my dogs. Um, or, you know, um, I, I, I need to get a little bit more energy during the afternoon. Maybe I'm feeling a little bit tired. Cool, I got this thermo smoothie that's gonna give me protein and a bunch of carbs to kind of like pick me back up and have that creative flow. Um, I should mention that I am a motion graphic designer, so like it, there, that's a very important thing. I have I have to be able to you know have that energy. I can't just crash halfway through. So it's it's you know that's where I've been probably feeling it the most. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. How's the digestion treating you? <laughs> it's been good. Uh, <laughs> In a certain way, I'd be, I think I think I described it to Chris the other day as I'm getting a little more intimate with the toilet at the, at the beginning because <laughs> you, I am taking a ton of berries. My thermo smoothie is like one cup of frozen berries, one cup of pineapple, uh, and then uh, cortigon or not cortigon, uh, collagen, and then also like milk, you know, or, or water. Um, but yeah, that that definitely gets the uh, digestion stimulated because <laughs> you know I think we talked about this before too. What is it uh, twelve hours? Yeah, so the um, the rate of colon cancer has actually increased trem like tremendously in the U.S. Right, and they've done um, observational studies on in Africa where in like the lowest parts that have colorectal cancer, the transit time is usually around 12 hours. So they usually go about twice a day, whereas in the U.S. the average transit time is about 72 hours. 
So she people are really? only going like Holy once every third day, you know, which is not good at all. You should, suck, right? You, all this stuff building up. Yeah, yeah. You should at least lose about a pound at least once a day, you know, like yeah. at least go one good time. And I like to think of it as like, uh, it's the second brain. So you have a clear gut, you got a clear mind. Too, there we go. You know, so that makes sense. Yeah. And if you have issues in that department, um, thermo obviously helps. Um, especially like in the adjustment period. Yes. Uh, cause you're getting used to the diet. Uh, but another thing that is a fail proof way of, of getting rid of all that gunk in there oh. is called, it's one of our Umzu supplements called digestive refresh. And I'll tell you what that <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the other solution. Oh, we, we have another solution time. too, yeah. but digestive refresh. I would try, uh, if you have, if you feel like you're like extremely backed up. Because constipation is such a big issue hmm. uh, because of just like the lack of nutrients in people's diet, the, the terrible gut microbiome. Um, digestive refresh will guaranteed clear you out or will give you all your money back and pay for, <laughs> pay for free supplements for, there's no way it doesn't work. Like this stuff works way too well. It's been Chris tested. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone here at the office has tested yeah. this stuff. It's, it's a, you don't want everyone in the office testing at the same time. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, we only have two bathrooms in here. Um, but it like it, there's there's uh, you know studies showing in terms of like uh, fecal uh, uh, what do you call it compound like, or just like accumu or accumulation or in people's bodies that people can have up to twenty pounds of fecal matter in their body at any time. 20 pounds? 20 pounds. Yeah. I didn't believe it until I saw it and I was, I was like reading this and I was like, actually true. Uh, 10 to 20 pounds of, of poop just, just in their body. Mm -hmm. And out. take one one cycle of digestive refresh, if that's your thing, like you will literally get rid of that stuff. There, there was a guy who left a review, I was reading some of the reviews on the website, and he lost 10 pounds in the first week. That'd just be, shit. That'd be a yeah. weird toilet week. <laughs> oh my gosh. Man. He said he felt like a million bucks after that. Oh, I bet, you know, man. Felt way better. We started. Um, so you want to talk about the other thing that we discovered? <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, I'm a scientist. I like to experiment a little bit. And so I was going and I was drinking like 52 ounces of orange juice. It's this big thing of orange juice every single day. And I would toss like maybe a quarter teaspoon of baking soda into this <laughs> orange juice and it would like fizz up and it's it's really good actually it tastes like orange cream soda and uh i got some other people on the boat for a little while with it and chris comes in and he gets a glass of orange juice and dumps baking soda in there and i'm like <laughs> oh man that's not gonna be good um because if you have too many electrolytes like if you take too much magnesium or something for example yeah you're gonna be running to the bathroom, and uh, yeah, I mean they sell magnesium citrate for that reason, right? Right. It's a, it's a and yeah. about 20 minutes later, I look around and Chris is nowhere to be found, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I that was pretty it. much the rest of the day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it oh, tastes man. great. It's just, it's like deceiving, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like oh, it's like a nice cream soda, mm -hmm. and then boom, and then it's, it's <laughs> like you can't run from that mm -hmm. like you, there's right. one place you're running right? <laughs> it's going to lock you down <laughs> yeah. uh the other thing too is i think you had said uh floor 50 was a big yeah. game changer for me that that kind of evened me out quite a bit yeah that was nice yeah it's like kind of especially when people are going from a kind of a standard diet or trying keto and stuff that's going to mess your gut up yeah. to going thermo you have to there will be an adjustment period and you're going to want to 
clear out if you just think logically about it like you got you got to clear out all the bad you know nonsense going on in there yeah. and it will take some time and then you want to repopulate it yeah repopulate your gut with the right prebiotics and probiotics uh and that's why we we have a prebiotic supplement and a probiotic florso um and florso is one of our most popular supplements for a lot of reasons and yeah. one of which is just it's so so effective it's like it, it's really helped a lot of people with major gut issues to completely clear up those issues. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't even dealing with anything that serious. And it definitely like, I, there was a noticeable change like within days of me taking it. It was mm -hmm. a different thing, but yeah, it's about ratios. You know, you have to shift the microbiome to a, a better ratio in yeah. terms of the probiotic strains in it. Yeah. Do, uh, so like 90% of serotonin is actually produced in the gut. And so one of the things that you can use and, um, endotoxin is a lot of big ones. So it's like the gram negative bacteria or the bad bacteria okay. that people talk about. And there's actually a lot of correlative studies that show, and correlation doesn't equal causation, but whenever it repeats itself over and over again, like there's, there's kind of, there. yeah, there is a correlation. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, easiest, easiest way to say it. And like, there's very little counter evidence for this too. So like, uh, endotoxin and serotonin. So serotonin is like an anti-metabolic neurotransmitter, um, especially whenever it's in excess. And so, which is it's common to be in excess, right? Which is weird because everyone's like, "Oh, you gotta increase your serotonin." Yeah. Like, no, there's most people have way too much. Yeah, it's insane. And so one of the things that you can actually do to help lower the amount of endotoxin and serotonin in the gut is stack like activated charcoal with digestive refresh and you can do that for about a week and it'll actually lower the amount of endotoxin and serotonin that's being produced in the gut and kind of help reset that and you'll notice after those five days like you just feel really good just like your mind's clear you're crisp um and i think it's i mean the brain and the gut are intimately connected you know yeah um there's like what a hundred million something neurons in your gut so right yeah and they're yeah. connected by what is it, the vagus nerve right so a yeah. lot of people do like the vagus nerve stimulation and stuff like that okay but uh yeah and so that endotoxin can get through the lining of the gut and whenever it's in the peripheral tissues um it's correlated to like high rates of obesity anxiety depression all of these things because it's increasing the peripheral serotonin too okay um leads to a whole host of things going haywire so interesting i know you guys have referred to or i've heard you refer to the gut as the second brain mm -hmm. yeah a few times yeah. So that's that, that is a really interesting i've never thought about it that way before yeah well, most people don't think about like just the the chain of events sure what happens you have food you eat food you have to digest the food the reason you eat food is for energy and nutrients yeah and if you can't get access to either one of those because you have a bad gut, then it throws off everything because your gut is communicating directly with your brain, which triggers all your hormone production. Yeah. That's, there you go. Yeah. That's been one of the biggest game changers too. That I'm, I'm now thinking about. Yeah, I'm thinking about thyroid. You know, I'm thinking about these the kind of things that um, I, obviously you guys think about on a daily basis, kind of thing. But it, it is it's a game changer. Yeah. yeah. What would you say is like the top three things that you would recommend to somebody who's Considering going thermo, sure, but maybe hasn't there. Maybe they dipped their toe in the water or something, but they're they haven't like really gone in for it yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I mean, if you're just kind of playing around with it, I mean, more power to you. That's that you know, it's great. But 
get into the, the group, so to speak. Um, one of the things that I've noticed the biggest is like Whole Foods. <clears throat> this idea that like factory farming is not prior or its priority is not your health. You know what I mean? It's, it's there to create a product. Um, so just kind of cutting down to these very simple kind of foods, you're, you're going to start feeling better. If you, if you just start cutting out a lot of those, you know, if somebody's on the fence or somebody's kind of like just hanging around in the peripherals, you know, you're probably still taking in a lot of chemicals. You're probably still taking in a lot of these like factory process things. Um, and it's just, you know, you're, you're going to feel all that much better if you just kind of jump in and, and cut those things out, get these, get these like natural sources. Um, the other thing is like, I mean, just having conversations with Jayden about like these like steps that's, that's changed a lot too. Like, you know, you feel almost this, I don't know how to describe it, but like, you know, your body's just circulating better, you know, mm -hmm. like your, your body's just moving things around better. Um, when I'm in motion, you know, as opposed to just sitting at a desk all the time or like, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, and as far as like the third thing, I mean, like, uh, we haven't talked about it a lot, but like the breathing mm -hmm. um, exercises in the morning that I feel a difference, you know, even driving into work, I feel a difference in the afternoon if I, whether I do it or not, you know, it's, yeah. it's a matter of like, am I going to have a, a well-balanced calm thought or is it going to be kind of like jumping around? Like a, yeah. Reactive or yeah. Jumping everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's one thing I know you had mentioned was stress reactivity is, uh, you know, is a, something that we would like to avoid. And I, I think breathing has helped a lot with that too. Yeah. It seems so stupidly simple. I remember right. before I started doing any sort of breathing exercises or meditation, I, I was like, I'm not doing that. Like that. Right. There's no way that does anything. It's hippy trippy idea thing. Yeah. And then I was like, well, fuck it. I'll just try it. Right. And did it for, you know, a month. And within just even the first week, I was like, whoa, this is, kind of weird how, how it's like yeah it's it's like really simple and really powerful yeah you because you just feel so much calmer all day yeah and then um again it's it's almost like anything you're thinking like starts to happen yeah which is weird yeah it's yeah but, I, I know what you're talking about too that's it's a weird kind of like you put it out there and then it it just, it just kind of travels like towards it. Gets yeah. into your life somehow. Yeah, you, you, you know? see it happening and you're not even surprised. You're just like, oh, yeah, I was meditating on this and now it's happening. That's just how it goes. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that, I mean, one thing, I guess the common thread that you wove through all that stuff is just the simplicity element. Because uh, thermo is very simple. Uh, most every other way of like these big fad diets and all this stuff. Um, they tend to focus on, on um, restrictive behaviors. And the, the difference with thermo is that in the, in the mindset element of it, it's not restrictive. It's more of a focus on simplicity. Sure. Where it's a different way of thinking about the, the approach. Yeah. Um, and just focusing on simplifying your life, not just in the way you eat, but everything. I mean, most people just overcomplicate their life. Like it's, they do way too much stuff that doesn't have any sort of good impact on anything. And typically by doing that, you have a bad impact on your life. Yeah. So focusing on simplifying stuff ends up leaving you with a major, uh, um, step forward. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's like way more empowering in terms of how you think. Absolutely. It's not like I'm going to cut all this stuff out. It's more like I'm going to take proactive steps toward improving this, this scenario and simplifying things. I don't need these things. I don't need almonds all the time. I don't need to eat them at all. I don't need to eat all these things that I've been buying and 
wasting my money on and wasting my health on, I can just simplify my diet to things that are um, nutrient dense, easy to digest and are going to support my hormones. And then you don't have to overthink anything no. and you, you're not thinking it just slips into a lifestyle without you yeah. even noticing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and we were just talking about this with the breathing thing, but like, I remember you talking about this in terms of Thor as well, but like this balance between mastery and neuroticism mm -hmm. um, that I don't know what it is when we feel like there's something wrong in our body. We feel like, okay, I got to cut something out. I got to, I got to stop doing something completely as opposed to let's look towards a good goal and like, let's just focus on that thing and try to aim towards that. Yeah. Why do you, what do you guys think it is that we tend towards neuroticism or, you know, or I guess just like we try to cut out things as opposed to trying to see a better picture of ourselves. I think it's a lack of understanding. That. I think it goes back to not having the definition of what your goal really is. Sure. There's a lack of clarity on what you're trying to achieve. Okay. Yeah. So there, like you would just be thinking like, oh, you know, I just kind of feel like crap lately. I'm not sleeping very well, gaining weight. Must be something I need to stop doing, right? Right. I did something and wrong. Or like I must be, yeah, I must be doing something wrong. So you start focusing on that negative aspect of like, how do I uproot stuff and whatever. But you're really just like crawling around with your eyes closed because if you haven't defined what, what you're actually going for, then you're just going to fall for any of these tricks that all these marketers do with, with the keto diet and yeah. whatever, um, where they're like, you know, you have to do this, or this is like the new way to supercharge your life and biohack your existence and blah, blah, blah you know, all this <laughs> shit. And so th that's why it's so easy for people to fall for that sort of thing. Cause they don't really know what, they don't have real clarity on what they're trying to get. Right. Okay. And I think when you have that clarity, you're like, okay, that's really what I want. I want to have my hormones all balanced because then I'm just going to feel really great. Uh, sexually, I'm going to be awesome. Um, I'm going to lose all this excess body fat because naturally when your hormones are balanced, your body just tends toward a certain physique, like a natural physique, yeah. not too low in body fat, not too high. Um, you're going to have a ton of energy when you get clear on that. It's like, I need to balance my hormones. I don't need to do all this other radical weird stuff. Yeah. Um, then you start active, you, you proactively move toward that goal. And that's where that difference in mindset is because they the actually mastery. have like clarity on yeah, mastering a goal. Um, and being on that progressive track toward it instead of crawling around in the dark, like I said, like pulling up weeds, yeah. that you don't even know what you're doing or why you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, but that just tends to keep people in the cycle back here where they're just yeah. kind of like stuck. And, and, dude, and I've been there. That's a, it's a terrifying place to be, right? You're just like my, my life's, you know, getting screwed up and I don't know what I'm doing to do it, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's why most people I think don't believe that they can, um, you know, be healthy. Like they, that's why people use genetic scapegoats all the time. That's the easiest one. Yes. Like, oh yeah, my obesity runs in my family. Right. Hmm. So, yeah. No, not really. Poor eating runs in your family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> habits yeah. run in your family. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. right. Bad habits. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that's that's why people just tend to give up. They have this like fatalistic attitude about it because they really don't really understand what they're even going for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and once you have clear uh, a clear goal like that, then it's so much easier to. Yeah. To move toward it. And how many times have you heard somebody go, yeah, I went to the doctor about this thing and he just said, yeah, 
that's going to happen now. Yeah, it's just a sign of aging. Right. And you're just like, uh, well, here's, I, here's a drug. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's your drug that's going to cause three other side effects. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I got three things. So whenever it comes to like the restriction from certain diets and stuff like that, it really instills the scarcity mindset versus the abundance mindset. Yeah, you know? there we go. Yeah. It's kind of um, that negative positive balance. Yeah, yeah, and so like you have all of these things that you don't, you don't think there's enough time, you don't think there's enough food, there's not enough energy, you know, there's just not enough. And yeah. you're anxious and you get really tense and you're stressed out all the time because you, you don't ever think there's going to be enough. Defensive because you feel like people are attacking you. Yeah, instead of having the abundance mindset, really realizing that, there's enough time, you know, I have my entire life to fix this. I've got, I've used my entire life to get to where I am. Yeah. Um, and just realizing that, you know, there's always enough. It'll always be provided for. You just have to let it happen, you yeah. know, put in the work and put in the time to get there yeah. and it'll happen. Yeah. Um, well, and on the work subject, like a lot of people aren't willing to do that. They want something so fast. It goes back to what you just said about, like you messed up your health and took your whole life to do it. Mm -hmm. Whether you're 30, 50, 65, like whatever. So you can't expect to do one of these 30 day cleanse programs and completely be, I you know, 30 years of look like Brad Pitt, you know, <laughs> yeah. which somehow people, that's what they want, you know, right. which is magic pill. Yeah. It makes sense that people would want that, yeah. but it's not realistic whatsoever. It's not it, like you, you ruined your health and it took your life to do it. Yeah. Uh, be patient with the process going back. It won't take the rest of your life to, to fix it, but it will take time. It will take actual work, yep. which is in this case, changing habits because it all comes back to your pattern mm -hmm. yep. and what the choices you're making. Yeah. And that was another point that I was going to talk about is like people just simply don't want to take responsibility for their actions. Yep. People just want to, um, a lot of people just have that authoritarian mindset and they give up their responsibility and their action to this, authority like a doctor for instance like a doctor doesn't always have your best interest in mind you know right. a lot of the times they're just being run by the pharmaceutical industry and you know they're taught maybe like four hours of nutrition in the entire eight years that they're in school yeah um and they have hours upon hours of how to look at symptoms and toss a drug at it you sure. know yeah well and that's something i wrote about that in, in the new book about um there's actually studies on medical students and they have been doing them, I think since the seventies that feed a little more info into why that happens. Sure. So the, um, cause it's a bit more nuanced and very understandable and logical. Uh, they, they only get that extremely small amount of time of nutrition training in medical school. The, on top of the time or the lack of time or whatever you want to call it, the quality of the nutrition training is so bad that all the doctors know that it's bad. So therefore it breeds, and this has been studied many times um, in, in surveys of medical students. Uh, so it breeds this contempt for nutrition. Sure. Because they know, even though they don't know much more than the average person by the time they're a med student about nutrition, they know that that nutrition information is not right. Right. Mm -hmm. So that the, that they're getting the education for. So then they're like, well, yeah, okay, whatever. So nutrition has no impact. Let's just focus on all this other stuff. Pharmaceuticals, drug yeah. pills, that it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it's like this, this really uh, damning feedback loop that's in medical schools right now and has been since the 70s uh, where the med students just stop believing in nutrition entirely 
while they're in school because of the lack of education and the fact that they know it's poor quality education. Sure. So they're just like, well, that can't possibly have an impact on the body. Right. So we're not even going to focus on that because they don't just don't believe in it. Right. Uh, right. Because of it's just so bad. Right. The, the information. Another thing I've noticed, too, is like, I mean, you were talking about how like a doctor may or may not have your best interest at heart. I mean, a doctor's in a corner, too, because most likely he's known for the five of the doctors that had the shit suit out of him. You know what I mean? So like he's got to almost be like, I'm just practicing liability. I yeah, can't yeah. really practice health anymore. Yeah, you know they're, I mean? the malpractice insurance is a cost of fortune for doctors. Yeah. Um, so therefore, they are very, like kind of walking on eggshells a lot of the time yeah. in terms of what they can tell people to do. Uh, and what they're willing to tell people to do yeah. to protect themselves, which makes sense. I mean, they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on their education. Right. Uh, they, by the time you do that, you don't want to ever admit that you wasted hundreds of thousands of dollars on, <laughs> on that education. Like imagine if you spent a hundred thousand dollars on, on books that you couldn't return right. and you, you, sp- down and you spent, you know, six to eight years of your life reading those books. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh God damn. Right. <laughs> These aren't even true, uh, or they were focused. I was focused on such the wrong thing, but now this is my career. Like this is how I make my living. Right. This is how I support my family. Um, you know, this is my value. I, so it makes sense that a lot of the filter, like the mental filters in that person's mind, would kind of go toward like, okay, I have to, I have to, I can't lose my job, which, you know, most right. people. So I can't. I, I'm already paying fortune for thousands of dollars a month for malpractice insurance. Right. So I have to kind of stick within the, the playbook here. I can't like wander off the road right. uh, with the with my patients. Um, I'm also running a business. So the, like they, most, most doctors are uh, private practice or they're in a hospital system. So they have to like adhere to the hospital system's rules, which hospitals are businesses. Um, so they're gonna hold them accountable for the results. Um, or if they're in a private practice, they have to generally see a certain amount of patients every day yeah. in order to make a certain enough money to, to you know live and pay for their family and pay the bills pay their insurance yeah. um therefore it's it even makes perfect sense why the, you know they're not going to sit there and like want to give you nutritional counseling they most of them want to cycle in as many patients as possible in in a day right mm-hmm. um or be financially ruined <laughs> yeah so it's it's kind of a when you really think about the system it's not really set up to be a system that you want to trust with your uh, with your nutritional advice at all. So stop trying. You know, yeah. stop trying to stop expecting the doctor to give you good advice on nutrition. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember back. I, I moved here from Michigan, and I remember asking a doctor about nutrition over there, and she just goes, "Well, you know how to eat," and that was literally the advice. And I was like, "Okay, well, I guess this is not the source I'm finding this out." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then a lot of the advice that they do give people is absolutely terrible. You know, like take fish oil for your heart yeah, or for your joints. And it's like, well, it's like urban legend stuff, conventional yeah. wisdom stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the times it's doing the exact opposite of what you want it to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually just making the problem worse. Or like a lot of people take, what is it? Ambien for sleep mm-hmm. whenever, oh, sure. whenever they might just be magnesium deficient and need a little bit of a magnesium supplementation. Right. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you're tweeting racist stuff on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it's crazy too. Like the 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 lack of just testing and like scientific approach to medicine. Um, you know, with my with my brain tumor issues when I was in my late teens, 
it took almost two years before, like since I had symptoms before I could get a blood test. Whoa. They put me in therapy, in group therapy, and put me on antidepressants a year before I even could get a blood test. Group therapy? Group therapy. <laughs> I had to go to the stupid group therapy class. What, what is that going to help? Exactly. It doesn't help anything because that wasn't my problem. I'm not, right. you know. <laughs> Just talking to people about it. No, was, and that's why, like, personally, I had this kind of this vendetta where I'm like, yeah, this is all messed up. This is all backwards. And there wasn't a blood test until I literally went in and like begged the person for a blood test. Right? <laughs> Just I, was take like, my blood. I was like, give me, give me a blood test. <laughs> and within two seconds of looking at the blood test results, he was like, ah, I have to send you a specialist. I, this is like way worse than I could have imagined. Um, so I'm like, oh yeah, thanks. Right, right. <laughs> and you know, Jeez. one thing that gets me is like with the blood test, the insurance is paying for it or you're paying out of pocket. Like the doctor doesn't spend a dime or extra time really yeah. other than like interpreting the test for you exactly yeah and like a lot of times you can just look you, at it yourself and figure out what's going on you know yeah yeah but they're just they're so against getting giving you a blood test whenever you ask for it like i've gone to a doctor and asked for a full panel and they've gotten like three things tested i'm like that wasn't a full panel. what <laughs> yeah it's like i just want to know and i i really believe like we have the right to get access to our biological information right it's right? yours especially if we're paying insurance we're paying all this stuff we pay the copay yeah we go there we have the right to have that information right as often as we want why would a doctor yeah. keep that locked up in the first place yeah, yeah. And i think one thing is is uh looking at it from a reductionist point of view versus mm. a holistic point of view mm -hmm. so they're very they look at one thing through a keyhole rather than look at looking at it as a whole system you know and so it's very hard for them to get the whole picture. Well, that's how the education is set up to operate mm -hmm. in med schools. Because you, you basically become a specialist of some kind. Most, mm -hmm. most doctors do. Uh, therefore, like, you're only focused on the cardiovascular system. Or you're only focused on the brain. Or you're only focused on bones. Um, therefore, like, the obsessive amount of time that goes into learning about bones, for example, or, or the cardiovascular system kind of shapes the worldview. Yeah. So then it's like, that's the lens that that specialist is only gonna ever see anything through. Right. It's, it's all about the cardiovascular system and that affects everything, right? Yeah. And how many times have we been in a, you know, been in a group of people and somebody's like talking about something healthy or with health and they'll be like, oh, but you know what, you're a doctor, you talk about it. And it's like, you know, the guy's a chiropractor or something. Like, you know, something that, you know, doesn't necessarily look, I guess a chiropractor is a bad example, but like a cardiovascular specialist, you know, where they're like, okay, you talk to me about nutrition. It's like, well, this guy spent all his time looking at cardiovascular systems. Yeah, he's, he's studying the heart, he's studying blood, and yeah, right. you know, it's just different. Yeah. Different um, stuff. Speaking you, of perspective, how has your perspective changed just at like looking at different foods and stuff? Like, do you actually look at like beef differently? Oh, absolutely, you know man. Yeah, like it's, it's funny because I probably take twice the amount of time in a grocery store now because I'm just like, all right, what's this? Yeah. You know, for like, read yeah, it yeah, for yeah. like 30 seconds before everything. But um, that's that's been a huge thing. <clears throat> I was never a big fan of factory farming in the first place. But like now that I'm, I'm kind of getting into these these more natural kind of like science meets nature kind of concepts, uh, it's been uh, a whole different way of like approaching even meat. You know, I, I, I used to think meat's meat. But no, it's it's like, you know, you can have this kind of level meat or you can have like this kind of level meat. And usually there's two dollars difference you know it's not a huge yeah you know I mean, like you pointed out with the twenty dollar thing like it's not it's not a hard thing to do it's yeah it's something that most people could cut from another part of their budget like yeah. you could 
say, well, I'm, instead of uh, eating out one day this week, I'm just going to get some yeah. better food right. at the grocery yeah. store. Or right. instead of going and, you know, ordering all these movies or, or going, you know, going to just do something like completely not productive for their health, then you just put that budget over into just better food, like slightly more expensive eggs sure. or more expensive meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not even that much more expensive. It's not like no. double the price. You're just prioritizing it. That's yeah. all it is. You're just prioritizing your health. Yeah. Like stop going to Starbucks and getting that $5 cup of coffee. Sure. Use that extra five bucks to get a little bit better, you know, beef or You can buy grass fed beef whatever. for five bucks for a pound now. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's easy to find. Yeah. That can last you two days. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. No, yeah. It's as simple as like, I mean, like I'm, I go to King Supers. They have like this grass fed, grass finished one pound thing. Yep. And it's delicious. It's great. Yeah. You know, even as you're cooking it, you're like, oh, this smells a lot different mm, than, you know. It smells good. The texture is a little different. Yeah. It breaks up a little yeah. bit differently. Yeah. It's like kind of crumbly. Yeah. Yeah. And it mixes yeah. a lot better. It's a, that's the best thing. I'm hungry for it now. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm eating when I get home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. The thermal bowls are bomb. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool. So that's been, it's been really cool. What have you I, noticed that, uh, besides being in the office, what other resources have you utilized and found like the most useful? Yeah, sure. Like, are you talking about like um, at the gym or like with uh, dietary or? Like between the course, different videos. Okay, sure, Things yeah. that you read, stuff like that. Um, well, I mean, as far as like the gym, I have been working a little bit with uh, the uh, Warrior Shredded program from Kino Body. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been a big one. Um, that I, I'm in phase three right now and that just gives me a frame for how to approach the gym. Like one of the biggest things that was difficult um, before, I was more of an endurance kind of trainer before, and after kind of realizing, okay, that's really bad for, especially the male body, um, coming here and kind of getting into the gym, I was always kind of a little intimidated to get into the gym because I felt like, oh, I'm going to be using these machines wrong, or I'm going to be, you know, doing something stupid. But like, uh, Zach actually was the one that he just, he was like, hey, I'm going to take you to the gym, like, you know, three days a week for, you know, months, for a month or something and just make sure that you do these things without hurting yourself. And that was the biggest, biggest game changer was just having somebody kind of be like, hey, I'm gonna help you out just because, you know what I mean? And that was, that was a big thing. Um, and that allowed me to move on with the gym, you know, it allowed me to move to phase two and move to phase three. Um, and I feel so much more confident. I, I, I get excited about going to the gym now as opposed to like, you know, there's gonna be all these like, you know, these, these machines that I don't really know how to use. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's been a huge thing. It's just tapping into or utilizing the, the information around me. You know what I mean? Just finding different sources of that. Nice. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, cool. Any uh, parting words before we wrap up the, the show? Uh, yeah, Thermo. It's a, it, honestly, it's, it's a game changer and the more the merrier when it comes to this Thermo 30 thing. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know when this is going to be coming out, but like, this has been a blast. I mean, even just like doing it with other guys in the office here and whatnot, um, you know, everybody's bringing in their smoothies or, or, you know, talking about their bowls and whatnot. Um, it's been cool. It's been a really good group. Awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. So thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Anytime. You'll probably be on more podcasts, I'm assuming. I'm looking you forward know, to it, man. You want. Yeah, this is fun. Um, yeah, people, uh, if, if you're listening to this show and you have questions that you want to ask any of us, Brenton included, uh, you can either find us in the Thermo group or, or leave questions in the Thermo Facebook group and just uh, if they're good questions that, you know, if we have time, we can do podcast episodes on them. Yeah. We, we want this podcast to be just like this resource that the community can use whenever they want to learn and 
pass time and go on a walk and listen to it and learn stuff. Um, so we want to make sure that the shows that we're doing are relevant to the people that are listening to it, which Absolutely. makes sense, right? Hmm. So yeah. um, if you have good questions, leave them in the group for us, tag us. Yeah. And uh, these guys are both really active in there too. I don't if you haven't gotten into the group yet, these guys answer questions usually within a day. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's a sweet group. Yeah. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, wherever you're listening to us, maybe it's on Spotify, maybe it's on iTunes, maybe it's on YouTube. Uh, be, be sure and subscribe. Mm -hmm. uh, leave us a good review if you think good things about this. If you don't, you know, don't leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just subscribe and uh, keep listening. Check out our other shows and we'll see you on the next podcast. Yeah. Don't forget about the uh, nickname thing that's going on as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did so. you catch today's? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have all the links to the description, uh, all the links in the description for thermodiet.com, uh, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff too. Yep. Yep. Cool. Thanks for listening. See you on the next show.